This is Erica, housekeeper of Happy Vermont, a travel podcast about people and places in the Green Mountain State. So when you think of Vermont, what comes to mind? I find more often than not, people conjure up images of Ben and Jerry's, fall foliage, maple syrup, or maybe Bernie Sanders. I love all those things, even Bernie, but Vermont is so much more. I've lived in Vermont a good chunk of my life, and I was also the director of communications for the Vermont Tourism Office for five years. And in that job, I spent a lot of time pitching stories and fielding calls from the media about things to do in Vermont. And a lot of the times I would tell them things like, summer is typically Vermont's busiest season, or that Vermont is the nation's leading producer of maple syrup, or that no, there is no exact date for when peak fall foliage arrives. But I think it was always kind of the more offbeat stuff that was more fun to talk about. In this episode, I'll share some interesting places and a few quirky facts about Vermont. Up in northwestern Vermont is Lake Champlain, a lake that extends 120 miles in length and about 12 miles across. And resting at the bottom of Lake Champlain are about 300 shipwrecks dating back to the 1700s. These include commercial, military, and private vessels. You can actually go scuba diving to explore the wrecks. There are some tours and places that can help you with scuba diving um, and and to see these places. And some of these spots, I believe, are part of the state historic sites. They're called underwater preserves. So definitely an interesting thing about Lake Champlain. Also, Montpelier, which is Vermont's state capital, it's the only city capital in the United States without a McDonald's. And I remember when I was a newspaper reporter in Montpelier, this is back in the 90s, McDonald's was trying to open, I think it was somewhere near State Street, they were trying to open a McDonald's, maybe a smaller version of one. But they were not welcome. And it was a big controversy when they tried to come into the city. And I, I think after that, they'll probably never try again to come back to Montpelier. And I think it's a real kind of badge of honor for Montpelier not to have a McDonald's there. So that was a lot of fun in my days as a reporter to see that story unfold. Over near the New Hampshire border is East Corinth. And right there is a little ski area called Northeast Slopes. And that ski area was actually featured in my very first podcast episode. And it's home to the oldest continuously operating ski tow in the United States. If you like kind of old, independent ski areas, Northeast Slopes you should check out. It's, it's run by volunteers. It has, you know, this uh, rope tow. It has a great little ski lodge, a really strong community. And it's, it's just a fantastic place and it's it's worth checking out it's just kind of brings you back to the days of skiing from long ago and it's just a really fun spot when you drive into vermont sometimes if you cross over the border between new york or massachusetts or new hampshire some people say they just feel like they're in vermont there's something different they know they're here and sometimes people say oh that's because there's no billboards here so i think there are a few other states that have this as well but back in 1968 Vermont passed a landmark anti-billboard law, and Vermont's been billboard-free ever since, so 
thank our lawmakers for that because uh, it's really nice to – I'm always surprised now when I cross a border into another state and I, I see the, the billboards. And I'm always really grateful that we don't have them here in Vermont. Another kind of interesting spot in Vermont is the Long Trail. and Very well known. It's a path that extends from the Massachusetts border to Quebec. And it was established in 1910, so that's 120, excuse me, 110 years ago. And that was the inspiration for the Appalachian Trail, which started sometime later, maybe in the 1920s or so. But the Long Trail was here first, before the Appalachian Trail. There's fun stuff, too, that I would get to talk about. Movies that were filmed here in Vermont. I think it goes, one of the oldest ones I know of is um, Hitchcock's The Trouble with Harry. That was filmed here. Also, Beetlejuice with Michael Keaton was filmed in Vermont. I think that was filmed over in East Corinth near Northeast Slopes, kind of in that neck of the woods. Baby Boom with Diane Keaton and Sam Shepard was filmed in southern Vermont. And interesting little fact, my sister's an extra in that movie. So if you're ever watching it and there's the scene where they're dancing in the Grange Hall, my sister can be seen a couple times. So that's always really fun to see. Also, Me, Myself, and Irene with Jim Carrey and Renee Zellweger was filmed here. And also, so was What Lies Beneath with Harrison Ford and Michelle Pfeiffer. I remember seeing Harrison Ford at a traffic light intersection in Waterbury when they were filming. This is probably 1999 or so. And I think he, he liked being noticed. I was just sort of spacing out in my car, and he was kind of right next to me in like a big suburban SUV. And he was looking my way, I was looking at his, and it took me about two seconds to recognize who he was. And he saw my face recognize him, and then he looked away. I always wondered, did he want to be seen? Maybe he did. It was, it was kind of a thrill. So I thought in this episode I would just talk to you about some other interesting offbeat places for you to visit in Vermont. There's a lot and a lot of ground to cover, but I thought I would just, just name a few of them, and I'm sure there's a lot of them you've already heard about, but I thought I would add my two cents and, and see what you think. So down in southern Vermont, the Green River Covered Bridge in Guilford, this is down by the Massachusetts border, it was built in 1830, and it's this 104-foot covered bridge that crosses the Green River in Guilford. And like a lot of covered bridges, this one is listed on the National Register of Historic Places. I think it got on that historic list back in 1973. But what's interesting is that for several decades, residential mailboxes were installed inside the bridge. So it would make it easy for people to get their mail on their way home. And in the early 50s, there was a Connecticut newspaper that called it the only place in the world where you have to drive through the post office to get from one side of town to the other. And the mailboxes were removed, I think, around 1990. But the gorgeous red-covered bridge is still there, and it still has loads of character, and it's, it's just a really, really pretty spot. So if you love covered bridges, this is one I would, I would definitely go see. The setting is, is really sweet, and it's a little bit off the beaten path down in, in Guilford, so it's nice. Up in the Northeast Kingdom, there's Lake Willoughby, which is a pretty well-known place, although I do come across people in Vermont who don't know where it is or what it is. Lake Willoughby resembles a Norwegian fjord, and the lake is located in Westmore, which can be accessed along Route 5A up in Orleans County. The lake sits at the base of Mount Pisgah and Mount Hoare in Vermont's Northeast Kingdom. 
It's the second deepest lake in the state and the deepest lake entirely within the state borders. And I think it's about 320 feet deep and it's fed by underground springs. So it makes it really clear and cool. It has a definitely like a, I don't know, Loch Ness feel to it. It's beautiful. And there's great hiking there. You can find trails on Mount Pisgah or Mount Hoare, which are the two mountains that kind of rise above the lake. And up there, you'll see really nice views of, you know, the lake and the mountains. And there's all different levels of trails. You can find kind of some steeper trails to hike, or you can find state forest roads that you can walk up. And you can, they're kind of wide and pretty easy if you, if you have kids. It's nice and, and really pretty, really pretty through there. Another kind of spot that feels otherworldly, and pretty much everybody knows this spot, is the Notch along Route 18 between Stowe and Cambridge. And it's known as Smuggler's Notch, really, and it's open to traffic, vehicular traffic, between May and October. And the Notch has these giant boulders and these thousand-foot cliffs and really tight, twisting turns through there. Tractor trailers are always getting stuck in there. They're not supposed to go through there, but inevitably they do, and then they get stuck, and the notch has to close so they can get towed out of there. And in the summer, there's tons of visitors that descend upon the notch to hike or rock climb or camp, and in the fall, too. In the fall, it's it's really beautiful as well with the foliage. A really nice hike in the notch is the hike up to Sterling Pond, which is I think it's known as the highest trout pond in the state. And that's a really good one for families too, or, you know, a relatively short day hike if you want to try that one. So uh, put the notch, if you're looking for kind of a cool scenic drive and you haven't done that one, um, try it. But that's one of those things, I've, I've lived in Vermont a long time, but I love going to the notch. I can do it over and over and it's beautiful. It's kind of always different every time I go there because it depends on what part of the season you're in. It's just always a, a real treat going up there. So it, it don't feel like you don't want to go up there because it might be a, you know, a tourist trap or anything. It's it's absolutely gorgeous and just a fun place, fun place to be. Another kind of winding steep drive is Equinox Skyline Drive. That's down in Bennington County. You can access it in the town of Sunderland. And that's a five-mile toll road that takes you up to the... 3,848-foot summit of Equinox Mountain. And up at the top, there's panoramic views and trails and the relatively new St. Bruno Scenic Viewing Center. The road was built in the 40s, and Skyline Drive is the longest privately owned paved road in the United States. And it's owned by the Carthusian monks, so that's where you get the St. Bruno Scenic Viewing Center name. The road and the wooded property, I think it's about 7,000 acres. It's owned by the monks. You never see the monks, of course. But shortly before reaching the summit, there's this flat stretch of road where you can see the secluded monastery to the southwest. So it's it's just an interesting spot. I've been going there since I was a kid, and it, it's something about it sort of stuck in time. In my mind, I'm, I get nostalgic when I go up there, but the views are pretty. Sunset is gorgeous up there. And it's, it just has a, it's just an interesting thing to do. There's a few good auto toll roads in Vermont. So I think, you know, Stowe and Burke and Escutney. Um, I always recommend Equinox Skyline Drive. They're all good, but uh, Equinox just with the, with the monk piece to it, it just adds a little bit of mystery, I guess. 
Mosklin Falls down in Granville Gulf. This is kind of between like Rochester and the town of Warren. Mosklin Falls is this beautiful waterfall. You've probably been by it. It's probably the most photographed waterfall in Vermont because it's one, very beautiful, and two, it's very accessible. You can see it from the road. You can easily park and get out and kind of walk over this nice pedestrian wooden bridge to get a closer look. It's located on the western edge of Route 100 in the Granville Gulf Reservation, which is a six-mile winding stretch of really untouched wilderness in central Vermont. I mean, the place is not exactly a secret, but even after all this time in Vermont, I still love seeing this gorgeous waterfall. It just makes people happy, and um, it, it never gets old. It's, it's really beautiful, and even if um, you haven't had a lot of rain and the waterfall is more of a trickle, it's, it's still just a, a nice spot to stop. So put that on your list if you're doing a, a Route 100 trip. Pull over there and stop because it's, it's really nice. If you're ever up in St. Johnsbury, even if you're not up in St. Johnsbury, make the trip. Make a special trip to go to this place. Dog Mountain is set up kind of high on a hill in St. Johnsbury, kind of right outside of downtown. And it was this area that the late illustrator and woodcarver Stephen Hunick created. It's this really magical place where we celebrate our connection to dogs. And when you visit Dog Mountain, you might find yourself like smiling one minute and crying the next. Stephen Hunick's Dog Mountain Gallery, it's located in this renovated farmhouse that features the artist's woodcut prints, his children's books, as well as original wood-carved pieces and furniture. But really the main attraction of this place is the Dog Chapel that's next door, which Stephen created and opened in May 2000. And there's a sign that says, all creeds and breeds, no dogma allowed. And inside the chapel he built, there the walls are just covered with photos of these beloved dogs who are just dearly missed by their owners. And there's notes everywhere that have been left by thousands of people over the years that just miss their dogs and want to pay them respect and, and honor them and, you know, celebrate their memory in this, this place. So if you love dogs, even if you, even if you're like a cat person, I go there. It is so just beautiful in, in every way. So the Musalamu National Recreation Area is this 16,000-acre paradise that's between Ripton, Goshen, and Lake Dunmore. And there's like more than, I think, 70 miles of trails for hiking and biking, or you can find places to go swimming. And I think compared to Camel's Hump or Mount Mansfield, this place is a little quieter and spread out. And the area features, you know, there's waterfalls and forests and mountain vistas, nice lakes. It's, it has a little bit of everything. And it also includes the Robert Frost Interpretive Trail, Silver Lake, and Brambury State Park. And there's also just some really lovely little towns in there, including Ripton, which has the Chipman Inn and also the uh, Ripton Country Store right there on Route 125. So a beautiful place to check out. And if you want to get outside, even if it's not for like a big, big hike, you can do some nice some nice walks through there and, and really get into the woods and connect with nature. And if you're looking to, you know, get up on some mountain summits, uh, 
fun thing to do if you're hiking is to hike to a Vermont fire tower. Vermont was once home to dozens of fire towers across the state, and of course today they're far fewer. Many fire towers were built by the Civilian Conservation Corps in the 1930s, and some I think were built even earlier than that. But towers haven't been used for fire detection in over 30 years, and the last tower shut down in the 1980s. But if you're planning a Vermont hike, there are several mountains, including Stratton, Elmore, Escutney, and Okemo, that are home to these fire towers and observation decks that you can explore and climb and and see panoramic views from the summit. Last summer, I went to Okemo. I took a chairlift up to the top, and then I hiked a little bit to get to the fire tower. I'm, like, deathly afraid of heights. But I climbed part of it. I, I couldn't get to the very, very top. But people were there and did, and, and I, I really wanted to get all the way up to the top. But even the part I climbed, I could see far and looking out. And it was, it was really, it was just a lot of fun. So just kind of an extra thing to add if you're out hiking, not only to reach the summit, but then to climb up this fire tower and even get a you know, bigger, grander view of uh, Vermont. It's nice. If you want to stay a little closer to the ground, which I totally get, there is a sweet little town in central Vermont called Brookfield. I think Ed Corrin, the New Yorker cartoonist, lives there. There in Brookfield is the Floating Bridge, which is this is just like what it sounds. Um, the bridge was first built in 1820. It spans 320 feet across Sunset Lake, which you can swim in, which lots of people do on a hot summer day. It's, it's a nice spot. The newest bridge that is there now is the eighth version of the original floating bridge that was built after a resident fell through the ice and drowned crossing the lake in 1813. So in response to that tragedy more than 200 years ago, the townspeople decided it was time to finally build a bridge across the lake. So they pitched in for the cost of materials and labor. And really, I think the first The bridge's first incarnation was no more than some logs bound together on the top of the ice. And then when the ice melted, the logs stayed afloat. And really the first floating bridge was born from that. So I was at the floating bridge, I think back in May. It was was a hot day and people were swimming in the lake. You can, you know, jump off very easily from the bridge because it's really just right there on top of the water. And it's a beautiful place. And Brookfield is just a sweet town. It has like a little dirt road going through part of the town and just it's a it's a really nice place in in the summer really recommend it so I'm interested to hear from you about what you're doing this summer I know this summer is different and it's not the same I know some of you can't get here but if there are places you're thinking about coming to or if there's places that you've been and you want folks to know about I would love to hear from you you can email me at hello at happyvermont.com and tell me about your recommendations. I would, I would love to hear them. And also, if you have questions, if you're wondering what you should do or 
if you are able to come this summer or fall or winter, or if you want to come next year, I still wear my uh, Vermont tourism badge proudly, <laughs> even though I haven't been there in a few years. I um, know a lot about Vermont, so I'm, I'm always happy to help and answer questions or find the information for you if I don't know. Thanks again for listening to Happy Vermont, and it was just me today, as you know, and I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. And you can always learn more by visiting my website at happyvermont.com. Um, on my website, you'll find stories about um, scenic drives or hiking or camping or even just interesting people in Vermont that are doing great stuff here. So I, um, I hope to hear from you. Thanks for listening and take care and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.